This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3064 for Thursday the 30th of April 2020. Today's show is entitled, How I Got Started in Electronics. It is hosted by Archer72, and is about 7 minutes long, and carries a clean flag. The summary is, How I Got Started in Electronics and Some Job Stuff. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hi, this is Archer72, and I'd like to thank HPR for providing the servers to record to. This is going to be a little bit all over the place, but uh, HPR was asking for shows, and I had a little bit of uh, things to say, so I wanted to talk a little bit about my interest in electronics. Uh, started when, uh, when I was 10, I found a train set in the basement and decided to set it up. It was just a little oval track and I had a tiny, uh, really basic transformer. And I didn't do much with it after that. Just played with a couple little engines. And, uh, oh yeah, and I almost forgot the uh, very first time I got any taste of electricity, so to speak, was when. According to my instructor, I felt a sine wave at three years old when I couldn't keep my little hands out of the power outlets. And thankfully in the U.S. where the house voltage is 110 volts and not 220, I managed to survive. A year li- years later, I got a bigger power supply of transformer and a more complex layout, which uh, I had to make foldable to keep out of the way of the ping pong table, which also folded down so that we could have some family time. I didn't have a way to simulate us trains slowly starting and taking time to stop, so I added a decent-sized capacitor at the track output. I think it was about a thousand microfarads. That was also when I learned to solder, because the rail connectors would have intermittent contact. I'd also have to use a heat sink clip in order not to melt the track plastic track ties. I also made up custom levers that went through the plywood to activate track switches with solenoids. If I remember correctly, there were catalogs for MCM electronics and all electronics, which I'll include in the show notes. And at this point, I think MCM electronics became another company like Newark. Um, that's where I found the parts for this and other projects. I still have a bunch of HL scale cars and engines in my parents' house. Um, when I was building this 
the layout, uh, learned how to use a hot resistance wire for my dad. And we cut styrofoam as a base for some of the scenery. And also did a lot of bit of wire framing to do some of the inclines. And for realism, I was end up crushing up coal with a hammer to make realistic size pieces for the coal hoppers and I should have actually used a, a mask because I breathed in a lot of dust in that process. Um, I jumped to my mid-teens. I was still on the trains but I took more to building circuits from many engineer project books. They had a radio shack. And there's uh, archive.org uh, link thing I can put in the show notes too. My favorite project at the time was a mini stun gun that I made using a pre-built inverter from the catalogs that I had mentioned. And I put it, uh, provided 100 volts from the inverter circuit and, that, and I ran into a, I think it was called deck, a stacked doubler circuit. The result was a 1200 volts at a few microamps as far as I can measure. And in the, in the couple of moves I managed to lose it. I kind of wish I had it around. Um, I continued my interest when I was building uh, electronics when I was building speaker enclosures for a sound system in my 1986 Chevy Celebrity Station Wagon, which was my first car. I ran a high amperage cable across a one farad capacitor to account for the amplifier's current draw. And I built a custom board to hold those amplifiers that fit in the rumble seat of the wagon. In 1995 was about the same time I was uh, working with the car amps. And I had my first long-time job in the printed circuit board industry. I worked on mechanical assembly for a year and found myself in the SMT department asking around. And SMT is surface mount soldering. And I asked to learn how to do the SMT soldering and repair. This lasted about five years until I moved on to a medical device manufacturer, Baxter, which is called Baxter Healthcare. Here I refurbished infusion pumps for about six years. These pumps would be set for a flow rate for vital fluids, um, of course electronically uh, through a keypad, and it would detect air pockets if the tube was pinched off or if the patient laid on it in the bed. I had a variety of jobs after that, mostly in contract manufacturing for PCB board houses. The last job before this was working on machines that analyze trace amounts of nitrogen in a food packaging environment. Where I am now, they make floats where most of them make use of, or actually all of them make use of a sensor package for temperature, pressure, and salinity at depths of 2,000 meters to study uh, environmental issues. They have room for other packages if they have to do custom jobs for uh, um, other clients. But uh, I end up as a result in a, uh, about the same thing. You just have one of uh, 
One of them was to uh, study hurricanes. Um, if anybody else has any interesting experiences they would like to share, please consider recording a show for Hackett Public Radio. This has been Archer72. Thank you for listening. Remember to support free software. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.